0: Well, hello there, children, and welcome to another new episode. I am your resident spooky drag queen, Pissy Miles.
1: And I am your resident... I totally
0: blanked. (laughs) I am your resident... uh, (laughs) I completely blanked. Um, And if you think this is getting cut, you are out of your damn mind.
1: (laughs) And I'm your resident spooky smartass, Sam Baxter.
0: And this is is my my spooky spooky gay gay family. family. Uh... おー! <音楽> started recording i was going to be like ready freddy and then i was like oh that almost feels offensive con- considering what we're talking about today <laughs> <laughs> how are you sam i'm good how are you Pissy? so far so good uh i'm much happier now because i've <laughs> strangely i've eaten a snickers um <laughs> I i've feel been more yourself i feel more myself i'm no longer betty white uh <laughs> I I have not eaten a lot of sugar recently or in the last, like, month and a half, I guess now. And now when I have sugar, it turns me into, like, a whirly gig. I'm like, woo!
1: <laughs> like a two-year-old with a pixie stick.
0: I really am. <laughs> my eyes go bloodshot. I can see in the dark. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I feel pretty good about myself at the moment. Um, my headache has subsided. I, f- I feel like a new woman, <laughs> a brand new woman, if I'm being honest. Uh, how's your week going, Sam? It's, I feel like it's going I, good. this is like the fourth time I've asked yeah, you that this week. And you're like, I, it's the same as it was the last time you answered, Pissy.
1: <laughs> no, it's, it's it's going. It's good. It's fine. Everything's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's like, did you get in the office up to Holly when she's like, you ever say something so often it starts to sound strange? We're going to be just fine. Just fine. <laughs> no, I don't think I made just it that Just fine. Far. It, oh, it's it's funny. <laughs> that's season seven, I believe. Okay. And it's so good. You have seen up to season five, though. I know yes, that. Yes, I have seen up to season because five. Because that's the, that's the season with uh, the, Bandit.
1: Yes, with the fire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you all have not watched The Office, I, I know we, we always talk about, like, spooky shit on this podcast, but, like, I am obsessed with The Office. I was in Scranton two days ago, and uh, people there are obsessed with The Office. Like, you know how when you go to, like, Asbury Park, if you're like, oh, are you a big, a big like, uh, Bruce Springsteen fan? Everyone's like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to Scranton and you're like, do you like The Office? And they're like, yes, and my favorite episode is season <laughs> 19 and, like, and, and they just, like, they love The Office. And, uh... To be fair, the office is, in my opinion, much better than Bruce Springsteen. So, um, and that's not a knock against Bruce Springsteen. I don't hate him. I just, he's, he's not my cup of tea. Not my cuppa.
1: He's not mine either. This is a terrible Jersey podcast.
0: I know. I almost feel embarrassed. I'm like, there are so many good things from New Jersey. Uh, and it's Bruce like, and I don't like any of them. And I hate every <laughs> single one. No, you know who is my one of my favorite New Jerseyans? Who? Nathan Lane.
1: That makes sense for you.
0: He is. He's from originally from Jersey City. Uh, <laughs> and I love him to death. Also, I uh I always like to remind people that I was born in the same hospital as Meryl Streep. <laughs> 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 Must be where I get my talent. Um, yeah, I was we I'm sure you were too. Were you born in Overlook? Yep. Huh. You were too then?
1: Shared a maternity ward with Meryl Streep. With Meryl Streep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A natal ward, I guess. Maternity ward would be the wrong word. (laughs)
0: Yeah, but you shared a maternity ward. I was like, Is there something you haven't told me? (laughs) We don't speak of it. (laughs) (laughs) A child called it in the attic. In the attic. Oh, poor, poor it in the attic. (laughs) Cousin it.
1: (laughs) We feed it. It's fine. We
0: feed it. We slip ham under the door sometimes. <laughs> Thinly sliced. Uh, yeah, I um What the hell was I talking Oh, I was born in the same hospital as Meryl Streep. And I think that's a great accomplishment.
1: It is a great accomplishment. I think, I we, think you should I think be proud of that.
0: We, yeah, we did a good job. Yeah. We picked a good hospital. There are some people who were born in the same hospital as like, I don't know, who's, who's a, a Gary Busey? <laughs> that's nothing to write home about. Do you have a favorite New Jerseyan? You're gonna hate me. Oh no! (laughs) Who is it? Just say it.
1: It's Anne Hathaway.
0: Oh God! Why? (laughs) Of all the New Jerseyans, we have Meryl Streep, we have uh, Joe Pesci, we have Nathan Lane, we have. It's
1: not Anne Hathaway. I just had to say it to piss you off. Oh, I
0: was about to punch you in the throat. I was like, I was like, fuck you and the ugly horse you rode in on.
1: (laughs) Have
0: no choice. I had to do it. <laughs> no, no. How dare you, Anne Hathaway?
1: No, Come I don't on. know if I can pick a f- favorite New Jerseyan. That's a hard one.
0: It is a hard one. There are a lot of really good ones. Like I said, we have Nathan Lane, Meryl Streep, Joe Pesci. Uh, uh, who's uh, Frank Sinatra? I believe. Yeah. Right? Frank Sinatra was New Jersey. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure he was New Jersey. He was. I'm pretty sure he was Jersey City. Because isn't aren't there? Isn't there like all that? Frank Sinatra bullshit in Jersey City.
1: I don't know. I've actually never been to Jersey City. Really never? Really? Huh.
0: I feel like I've i's never been, had occasion to go. I feel like I spend <laughs> most of my time in Jersey City when I'm in when I'm in New Jersey. Uh Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot. I'm pretty sure it's Frank Sinatra is from Jersey City. Some but there's okay. some like famous crooner <laughs> from from Jersey City and I'm like next to positive that it's uh Frank Sinatra.
1: Okay. I believe you.
0: I don't think any of them are from your town, but <laughs> I almost no. said it, too. And I was like, oh, I should probably not be announcing your address on, on air. Thank you. Um. So this week, first of all, I want to say welcome back to the yeah. Sleigh Bells. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to say it every week until they're gone. <laughs> I love them. They have brought me so much joy. I literally like sit here and bounce in my chair while we're waiting. <laughs> we're like, listening to the, the intro, and I'm like, Ting 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 tink. Um, <laughs> it has brought me a lot of joy getting to see the return of the sleigh bells. I'm very much... Are you looking forward to the holidays this year?
1: Yes and no. <laughs> I'm mostly focused on the existential dread of this week.
0: I'm trying to look forward. I see forward. nothing
1: beyond, like, November
0: 10th. See, in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to look at all the things that are bringing me, like, infinite joy right now. And one of them is, like, the fact that Halloween goes right into christmas is like why even have the first like three quarters of the year i don't even understand it's, there's no there's no reason Halloween, Thanksgiving is in there too it's fine but <laughs> christmas one um christmas one and then christmas two i i love christmas season it is like my favorite season of the whole fucking year. I love the feeling. I love the music. I've already listened to the entire Carpenter's Christmas album. It is. I, I'm not kidding. It I is know you're. My not favorite kidding. thing in the world. I listened to it in the car today. <laughs> it was wonderful. <laughs> but
1: I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm trying to be just slightly less Grinchy this year, so I'm happy. I'm you.
0: looking forward to. I'm gonna like Wednesday Adams. You. <laughs> I'm going to put you in the, the chuckle hut or whatever the fuck it is they put her in. What? what the is, Harmony Hut. The, the Harmony Hut.
1: Yeah. You're going to make me watch Bambi?
0: No, we're going to watch Christmas. I'm going to make you watch The Family Stone. Oh god. It's like the opposite of Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> it's like depressing as shit. But good queer representation. True. I love The Family Stone for that. And they have uh, not only a, a deaf man in it, but a gay deaf man.
1: <laughs> but anyway. But anyway. <laughs> since we're not talking about Christmas yet.
0: Speaking of gay deaf men, um <laughs> we gave you guys a little teaser in the the mini mini microsite this week. Uh for those of you who are Patreon subscribers, we let you know uh, almost almost explicitly. Explicitly what this episode was going to be about. We Every time there is one, try to do a Friday the 13th movie. And tomorrow is Friday, Friday the 13th. 13th. <laughs> Sam, that, you just brightened up like you listened to the Christmas album from The Carpenters. This
1: <laughs> is my Christmas album, it! I have been waiting for months for there to be another Friday the 13th. When was
0: our last one? It was like April. It was April. like March. Yeah, it was a long time ago.
1: You know what? I think it was March because I think it was one of the, the last ones we recorded in person before lockdown.
0: I think you're right.
1: Uh... Are you sure? I think it was one of the last ones we did.
0: Are you positive? Cuz I could have sworn that the 13th of March was a uh Saturday. I could have sworn. Oh no, you're right. It was. It was a, it was a Friday. Huh. Good for you. Thank you. It would have been probably the last one we recorded in person before yeah. quarant- cuz that quarantine started literally like the Monday after. Yeah, it was
1: like the 18th.
0: No, it was the um the 16th. Okay or yeah 16th because that was the day i got (laughs) sick they're like everyone go into quarantine and everyone's like okay two weeks off and i'm like (laughs) i can't eat anything like literally my worst fucking nightmare can't breathe can't eat um what the hell was i talking about oh friday Friday the 13th 13th. (laughs) So today we are doing a very very punchy review of Friday the 13th Part 2 because this is our second Friday the 13th episode and I know you are very excited. I'm very excited. There are a lot of things that happen in this movie that uh are set the scene for the rest of the fucking franchise.
1: This is also like it's not a perfect movie,
0: not by any means. But
1: it's almost a perfect slasher. <laughs> like like, we have, I'll be right back. We have, like... Do we? Wh- who says, I'll be right back? Vicky says, I'll be right back before she goes to put on her brown satin panties. <laughs> her
0: brown satin <laughs> panties. I can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> the brown satin panties. Okay. Well, we'll get to it. Don't you worry. <laughs> we do. We have, we have some rules that happen in this one. Uh,
1: There's drugs and sex and all the people who do them get dead.
0: Yeah, basically. <laughs> Um and there are some fun characters in this one. There uh there are some fun plot points, some crazy plot points. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because the more I think about it, I'm like we're going to be doing this franchise for the next like 8 years. Yeah, probably. Be- because there's like what? Maybe two Friday the 13ths in a year?
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: So it's like we're we're going to be doing this how many Friday the 13ths are there? <laughs> She's doing Nine. the mess. She's like, carry the one. Ten. Uh,
1: eleven if you count Freddy versus Jason. Which I, do, I do. I do not count the 2009 remake as part I don't of the continuation because it's a reboot. It's a reboot. And a terrible one. So, um, yeah, no, there's eleven counting Freddy versus
0: Jason. Eleven. So we could go, this could be going on for like six years.
1: Yep. <laughs> I'm
0: excited. Meanwhile, we're going to be done with Halloween by uh, next October. <laughs> So, um, it's a distinct possibility. I know, <laughs>
1: depending on how twenty twenty one is behaving itself, we'll see how it
0: goes. Be good now. <laughs> I wonder if there's thirteen weeks from August to Halloween in twenty twenty one as well.
1: I mean, it should be the same number of days. So
0: one would think. But I, <laughs> I would
1: think it's the same number of days between August first
0: and. You know, never know. There's like leap years and bullshit. Who knows what to expect <laughs> these anymore? I, I I never know how to feel about any of this bullshit. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. It is technically thirteen, but I think in 2022 it would be like almost fourteen.
1: See, that makes no sense to me.
0: It's because of the way the days move. Okay. It's like when the week starts affects when the week ends. You know what I mean?
1: No, but I'll take your word for it.
0: Like if if the 1st of August is, you know, a, a Wednesday. Right. Then the 31st of October could be like a Wednesday or a Thursday. Which would technically be like <laughs> a new week of podcasting. So it would be essentially fourteen weeks.
1: That's fair. Like our episode schedule. Could, <clears>
0: could having to do with awesome. our episode schedule is what I mean. Because yeah. I was
1: going to say it's like it's the same number of days. It doesn't it the is number the same of number of days in August does not change. Yeah, but <laughs>
0: but the the fact that we do two episodes a week, if you're a Patreon subscriber and you can be at, at patreon.com slash my spooky gay family you get two episodes a week and two episodes a week within our schedule could end up being like almost 14 14 weeks. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. I see where you're going now.
0: <laughs> Did you all enjoy that that business <laughs> conversation? <laughs> this is the behind the scenes of my spooky gay family, um, where we can't do math, or, or calendars, or business, or business. At
1: all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Our business meetings are just us opening the window and screaming, "Help! Help! Help!" <laughs>
1: probably shouldn't shout that this loud in in an apartment building there's gonna be somebody knocking on your door in like five minutes they're gonna think (laughs) I'm killing you
0: or I live in uh I live in the type of building where people will just be banging on the walls and being like shut up
1: (laughs) (laughs) which is also possible
0: it's very possible believe me but anyway Friday the 13th but anyway Friday the 13th uh I'm very excited to get to do this this movie with you tonight because it is uh, obviously one of your favorites.
1: Yes, all of the Friday the thirteenths are one of my favorites. But it's... is there
0: one you just like? You're like, if it's on, you might you might change the channel.
1: Oh, number five. Number five doesn't exist.
0: Which one is number five? Number
1: five is um, New Blood.
0: New Blood. I don't even remember this. Yeah, one.
1: it's um, it's the one without Jason in it. Hmm. Jason is not in part five.
0: Who is? Oh is it when the <clears throat> cop like eats the eats his heart and he's no, Jason? No that's number 9. Oh. Is that Jason goes to hell? Yeah. So he is Jason, he's just not in Jason's body.
1: Yeah, I I there there are questionable things about number 9 as well that like he, he is in <laughs> the forgivable. film. It's forgivable. He's in the film for a solid 5 minutes before the army blows into shit. <laughs> so-
0: <laughs> this sounds like a porn <laughs> hub video. <That's> a t- <laughs> He's in the video for five minutes and then the army just blows him to shit. (laughs) Um, So what's the deal with number five?
1: Number five, it's um, they kind of tried to do the vengeful parent thing again. This time it's it's a little boy's father. I would have to watch it again, which I haven't done in like 20 years. I thought
0: you were going to be like, it's Jason's dad. And I was like, oh, no.
1: No, it's a different kid's father who's dressed like Jason, but is not in fact Jason.
0: So he does like die. Yes, he dies. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> it's been out for like thirty years. I number think.
1: five is also the one where we kind of think that Tommy Jarvis has like a psychotic break and wants to be Jason. It's
0: mm, kind of a kind of a what's her name from Halloween.
1: Yeah, number five. Number five does some stuff that number six quickly retconned out and. Thank God it does.
0: Jamie is the one I, I couldn't... I was like, I cannot think of this little girl's name. Yeah, Daniel Harris. Yeah, Daniel Harris. Jamie from Halloween. Uh, that It's so... <laughs> this is the thing that frustrates me about Friday the 13th. I'm like, get your own franchise. <laughs> they been stealing shit from <laughs> Halloween. Even in this episode, in my notes, I was like, oh, that's kind of like Halloween. Oh, that's kind of like this. <laughs> it's like they're always like borrowing things from other places. And but I'm the like,
1: product is beautiful. Uh, <laughs>
0: I'll take your word. It's like a potluck stew. A potluck stew. It's like You a... just
1: take the best bits of everything and put it into one thing.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I will say I do love the Friday the 13th franchise. I went, I told you about this. I went on like a Friday the 13th binge mm-hmm. during our Halloween season. I watched like one through four, and then starting at number five, they were like no longer they had one through four on amazon prime and then you had to pay for the rest of them and i was like i'm not paying to watch the rest of the series there's still like six more movies so i only watched up until four i really wanted to watch six and i don't really remember why
1: i don't remember why either although six is my favorite
0: is that manhattan no manhattan is seven
1: no manhattan is eight
0: are you sure i thought it was seven what's seven Seven is because five is new blood. Six is. What is okay.
1: six? Six is Jason
0: lives. I could have sworn that seven was Jason takes Manhattan.
1: No, I'm pretty sure that's eight. Are I don't watch. seven sure? that much.
0: Jason takes Manhattan. According to Google is part. Oh, it is part eight. Huh. So, I don't know why I questioned you. Like, oh, part I would...
1: seven is the new blood. What the fuck is number five then?
0: <laughs> this is our podcast where we don't know anything about anything <laughs> at all. Friday the Thirteenth, part five. What is it?
1: A new beginning. That's why I got it confused.
0: Is that is it still that storyline?
1: Yeah, the storyline is correct. I just got the the subtitle wrong.
0: What is new blood about?
1: New blood is the one where there's a psychic girl who who has telekinetic powers and she fights Jason.
0: You mean like like a a little girl who has like visions of the killer? She's like
1: a 16 year old.
0: A child who has visions of the killer and can kind of assume what he is up to?
1: Yeah and at the end her dead dad jumps out of the lake without any decomposition at all and grabs Jason by the middle and it's it's (laughs) it's a weird one.
0: (laughs) I mean it's not that weird when you consider that Halloween did it first! (laughs) Jamie literally in Halloween Five is uh, psychic, and she has like a psychic connection to Michael Myers.
1: Yeah, but she's she's not telekinetic. She's not like moving shit with her mind.
0: Well, no, but she's she's psychic. <laughs> I'm just saying, if if we're going just by the the standard of like this is what the this is what Halloween did first, it's basically <laughs> everything. <laughs>
1: It's like it's like Halloween is the Simpsons and like Jason is like family guy
0: <laughs> yeah basically it's like
1: they're just running around like Simpsons did it Simpsons did it <laughs>
0: <laughs> basically um so let's let's get to it with this with this film shall yes. we um let's start with the most important topic of this movie okay this is the first movie with with with, Jay. with Jason yeah. yes. What do, do you think that they always intended for that to be the the uh trajectory of the franchise?
1: Um no, actually I know for, as a matter of fact that they did not. Um Really? Yeah, no, a lot of people who worked on the original Friday the 13th that didn't come back for the second one <clears throat> thought that the idea of it being Jason was stupid. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> um I think one of them was Tom Savini. Tom Savini thought the the whole idea was just freaking stupid
0: i mean but up until that point it was kind of a ridiculous idea
1: it was a ridiculous idea because jason was dead
0: technically yes <laughs> yes yes um but then of course michael myers opened the door for the like supernatural slasher
1: yeah and you know being kind of unkillable and yeah many other things including just coming back over and over and over again
0: yeah, kind of for really Mikey. no reason.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's Halloween. As long as
0: it's <laughs> Halloween, Michael will be back.
1: October 30th, he just spends the whole day sharpening his butcher knife. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, this is the first movie with Jason, which does not make it my favorite, but it does make it high up on my list because the, the first appearance of Jason, I think, is actually one of the better renditions of Jason. Because really? he's not zombie Jason yet, <laughs>
0: no, he's not zombie like Jason. he gets
1: kicked in the nuts in this movie and he falls down
0: he, and he, <laughs> like, yeah, and he is very upset <laughs> like, about it
1: like he is not pleased at <laughs>
0: all <laughs> he so, fall, there was one point. I wrote a note, and I was like, I was like, when you think about what Jason becomes later on in the series, um he is like he's not menacing in this movie almost at all.
1: no, it's a little bit more like sort of the one-off slashers mm-hmm. that were coming out around the same time um, because everybody was ripping off Halloween.
0: Right, yeah. But
1: um, <clears throat> Friday the 13th was also ripping off The Town the Dreaded Sundown. and
0: <laughs> Especially in this movie.
1: Yes. And um, Black Christmas and a couple of other things. But-
0: I mean, yeah, easily. I would even say there's like... There's elements of um, like almost Rear Window. Okay, because there's a lot of like voyeurism. I mean, let's talk about Ralph. <laughs> Ralph is oh, is crazy is a, Ralph when <laughs> he's like, "It's got a death curse," and <laughs> he's being choked to death by by old long arms. <laughs> uh, and and we Just will talk about that. One of my favorite. <laughs> <I've ever been. laughs> um. He's it's very like voyeuristic and obviously having the the victim the person who is like victimized in the wheelchair, so it's like there's an added complication to the uh escape. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I, I would say there's some Hitchcock in there.
1: That's fair. I think I feel like that's almost too generous for Friday the thirteenth. I
0: that's- think it's very generous. I think but- <laughs> you should I think you should be glad we're recording this. So that- <laughs> so that you will have proof that i said something so nice. Um yeah, i don't know. What, what is it about Jason that you love in this movie?
1: He's kind of goofy.
0: He is goofy. Like
1: it's it's well this is like he is he is scary at times. Like especially like in maybe the first two or three times that you watch this film. I've seen it probably over two dozen times now. So i don't find <laughs> Jason scary in it anymore. But um no, it's a little like it's a little Tom and Jerry. Like it's, it has, it's, there's a lot of Tom <laughs> like, and
0: Jerry in this movie.
1: Like he's hiding up on the chair, waiting for her to come out from under the bed. When like, she's
0: pissing herself.
1: Like <laughs> he hi- he hides in the bed just to get just to give somebody a spook. Like it's 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 stupid shit like that. Like it's, it's so silly. <laughs> <laughs> this like, movie. He's like it was his first try. And he was—he was having fun with it. He was testing to see what worked and didn't work.
0: Yeah, he's giving everything a shot.
1: He's giving—he's just throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks. And okay. just standing on chairs, waiting with a pitchfork, and didn't stick.
0: No, <laughs> that was not his forte. Especially since I, my only note for that scene was, "Don't worry, Jason. I've broken some chairs myself, girl. <laughs> like I, I am also a big woman. I have—I have cracked a few legs <laughs> myself." Like, and that was, like, the Tom and J- you were talking about Tom and Jerry, like, the Tom and Jerry of this movie, and it's, like, that is the quintessential Tom and Jerry moment of this movie. It's, like, the chair breaks, he falls over, she grabs a chainsaw, yeah. can't manage to kill him with it, they're just running, like, they might as well have blindfolds on. It's, like, <laughs> it's like that scene in Kill Bill where uh, Uma Thurman and... Uh, Daryl Hannah mm-hmm. are fighting and Uma Thurman like pulls her eye out yeah. and she's just blind and like swinging at fuck all <laughs> everything. That was, that was the scene in the cabin for me. I was like, what is happening? These two idiots can't find forward. <laughs> they don't know which direction is in front of them.
1: <laughs> which is funny. Cause one of the other reasons that number two is one of my favorite ones is because I think Ginny is actually the best final girl in the series.
0: Mm. <clears throat> I'll agree with that. Well, to the extent that she is the most memorable to me. With the exception, I think, to be fair, of Alice.
1: No, Alice is very good and I really like Adrian King. Um, But this is what happens when you have a final girl who dies in the first 15 minutes of the next movie.
0: Well, yeah. it's Also, w- can we talk about her death for a second? Yeah, absolutely. Um, First of all, I actually think it's the scariest part of the movie. It is creepy. It's very creepy and probably the most... Uh, threatening that Jason is to me in the whole movie because you kind of get Jason as like a home intruder yeah which you don't get a lot of in this series you do get a lot of it in number uh, four
1: the final chapter
0: G- yeah yeah okay the one with uh, Tommy Jarvis yes the first Tommy Jarvis one. yeah the first Tommy Jarvis one where it's like he keeps like cutting the power and, and they're alone in that spooky house. And like, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of home invasion. Where the fuck is Jason? Yeah. Kind of situation happening. Like, it's almost like
1: (laughs) he's just (laughs) sneaking around in the dark, like on his knees, just like,
0: (laughs) but he's 600 pounds. So the floorboards still creak. It's like, (laughs)
1: just 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 waiting to pop up. Like Mrs. Doubtfire. Hello,
0: (laughs) (laughs) One drop or two, dear. (laughs) Oh, you got yourself a little cappuccino. Um, (laughs) <laughs> imagining Jason in like a cream face mask
1: it would do wonders for his complexion uh,
0: that's it that's my Jason as Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> voice um, has Jason ever spoken
1: no oh. no he hasn't you know
0: who else never spoke who Michael Myers It's a crazy isn't that weird? Isn't <laughs> <laughs> although Jason does yell in the first movie
1: yes he does He does kind of a weird roar thing.
0: It's like one more sound than Michael Myers has ever made. Yeah, exactly. You know what Jason reminds me of in that moment? What? He reminds me of uh, a Tusken Raider from Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) He's like a walrus. (laughs) Um, But I don't want to get too far away from Adrian King's death because I will forget about this if we (laughs) keep going on this tangent. Um, You do have the kind of home invasion Jason, the like ghost face Jason. Yeah. uh, That I, I really like about this scene. I like that you get the startle of the cat. Yeah, it's like the one and
1: only time that the cat scare like is really is works. Really good.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you're all everyone who's watching this movie is like, she's standing very close to that window, <laughs> Alice. You're very close to the window, Alice. There's a window there. <laughs> and You're like, get it's it together, okay. Alice. It's an
1: open window, Alice.
0: <laughs> and then you think you're safe, and she walks over to the fridge, and she opens it, and up oh, Mrs. Voorhees is in the fridge, and uh. Then Jason kind of comes out of nowhere and yeah. grabs the screwdriver that she had. It's and an ice pick. Is it? I thought it was a screwdriver.
1: Nope. It's an ice pick. Huh.
0: Well, I had some issues with this because it is obviously a retractable uh, instrument, a prop.
1: Funny story. The first time they did it, it did not retract.
0: Ooh. <laughs> <That's>
1: <laughs> so they had to aim for the hole on on Adrian King's face for the second take. Oh. <laughs>
0: oh my god could you imagine being that Jason who just like literally like massacred the (laughs) hero star Um, the thing I didn't like about it is that it's clear that he's supposed to be sticking the ice pick like into her temple to kill her Mm -hmm. but the the angle and the place it goes in it like kind of goes into her cheekbone
1: yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of things, particularly with the kills in this movie, Um, largely, I think, because we don't have Tom Savini mm. and it's not the same effects, guys, as in the first one, where the kills are kind of they're kind of off a little bit. Yeah. Um, like yeah. there's there's one character who we will probably get to later who Jason slits his throat with a machete and he uses the backside of the machete to do it. <laughs> like, <it's> like <laughs> It's like stupid shit like that.
0: But even even uh, what's his name? Because that's Scott. Scott yeah, is Scott. the, Scott kid, is who, the uh, kid who gets his throat slashed. Yeah, he's the the creepy kind of like tall, dark, a, and weird. I'm gonna shoot guy.
1: a pebble at your ass from twenty feet away because I want to have sex with you. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's that guy. He
0: he really is. Um, there's also uh, what's his name? Mark.
1: Yeah, Mark is in the wheelchair. Yes,
0: Mark is, uh, when Mark dies, he gets hit in the face with the machete. And again, it is the back side of the machete that hits him in the face. I believe, I'm like, maybe this is like something that I'm just not understanding like, maybe a machete is really supposed to be used that way, and I'm just a fucking idiot. I
1: mean, my understanding was the cutting edge was the, was the curved bit. The
0: broad. Yeah, like the
1: the, bro- the the part that looks like a cutting edge.
0: Yeah, as I, well.
1: As opposed <laughs> to the back side.
0: You mean the not blunt side is, yeah. the, is the part that's supposed to use, do the cutting?
1: I mean, I guess we're supposed to believe that Jason is just so strong that he's just opted for blunt force trauma over...
0: I mean, at least in the case of Mark, but you can't slit someone's throat with blunt force trauma. You can
1: if you're Jason. (laughs) If you try hard enough, if you believe hard enough, you can. No. (laughs) I believe. Um,
0: Yeah, there are some issues with the violence in this movie. And not in like a one million moms way. In 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 a like, I don't know if I believe this kind of way. But I will say, I love that Adrian King came back and reprised uh her role as alice i i'm kind of sad that she died because part of the draw of the first movie is you're like oh she's such a good final girl like and then she she, it's like she almost has her final girlness like stolen like revoked yeah they're like they took her card back and it's like oh
1: no but i I think that's one of the reasons why like when you talk about the whole final girl thing like you talk about jamie lee curtis and you talk about mm. campbell
0: you don't talk you, about you. don't Adrian talk King. about
1: Adrian King, and and she should, by all rights, be up there, because I mean, you talk about Heather Langenkamp,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but like, the problem is, is she was in two movies, and in one of them she died.
0: It's true. <clears throat> it is true, and I I think that's
1: uh in the very beginning before the credits even came up. I know <laughs> this she was, 15 minute long pre credit scene.
0: She was the Casey Becker of of Friday the Thirteenth. She was. Huh. I guess they did it first, didn't they? Yeah. The one thing they did first. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I do like that she came back and I did think, like I said, I do think that's probably, for me, the scariest part of the movie is her death. Because everything else just kind of like turns into kind of a sleepaway camp uh, <laughs> style, bizarre fucking slasher movie that I just I, I don't really have words for I don't have proper descriptors for it. Um, I love that Jason is in this movie I I don't want to say that I like him better than Mrs. Voorhees I do think it would have been a much different franchise if Mrs. Voorhees had been the, the killer every she's time
1: she's just headless she's just walking around with a knife <laughs> and no head <laughs>
0: She's the headless. Like horseman. you can't come
1: back from that. Like getting shot six times, six you can come times. back from. But if you get the heading. fifty cent did it.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: no, but um, yeah, the heading is a bit hard to take back. That's why we had to retcon H two O out of the out of the timeline.
0: I know. Which, although I will say, they did it very well. They did. I really liked the way they retconned that out because I thought it was actually very creative. And I thought it was kind of smart because it really fucked with Laurie yeah. in a in a significant way. I, I love that we we're like Friday the 13th <laughs> and I'm like, I want to talk about Halloween. Um, <laughs> yeah, not to get too much into, into all of that. But I think that um, it would have been interesting if Betsy Palmer had been the primary killer in in this franchise i can't imagine that she would have been interested in doing it
1: no um she often forgets that well she forgot she's not with us anymore yeah but um she often would forget at conventions that she was in the second movie she would say she had only done the one (laughs) but um she did the ending of this film like they superimposed Betsy Palmer's face over Amy Steeles, and she's talking to Jason and she did come in and record those lines.
0: I was gonna say there are like there are certain lines that they they kind of put in and and scenes that they put in from the first one where it's clearly well, yeah, recycled half that, footage
1: half of that fifteen minute opening <clears throat> sequence is Alice having a dream where we essentially see the entire ending of
0: part of one. part one yeah, <laughs> but at the end when when she's doing the whole, Jason, Mother is talking to you. It's mm-hmm. like that is clearly new footage. Yeah. And it's like betsy you you did this. <laughs> they paid you. <laughs> you were there. you got a check um i I love betsy Palmer though i I will say as much as I love having Jason in this movie, I kind of missed her
1: yeah, no she's she's fun, like Betsy Palmer is a lot of fun, not as fun as zombie Jason. But that's <laughs>
0: He's just he's fun for different reasons. Yes, Betsy Palmer as as Mrs. Voorhees. Like the idea of having Mrs. Voorhees in the movie is a good storytelling technique. Like she is a compelling character, and it's a twist that you just did not see coming. No. Um, to be fair, I don't think that there was any way to have seen it coming.
1: No, because she's not introduced until the last like fifteen minutes of the film.
0: But even then, like most of the I don't want to say mythology, but the backstory of Jason
1: mm-hmm.
0: is not divulged until she divulges it. Yeah. So it would be kind of impossible to have guessed that Mrs. Voorhees was the one out there killing everybody. Um,
1: yeah, it's kind of a whodunit, but they cheated because it's none of the people you've seen yet.
0: Yeah, there was there was no <laughs> indication that this person was there. No. <laughs> Especially the fact none that... None at all. And not even the fact that, like, there was no indication that this person wasn't a man.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no. Mrs. Voorhees and her hairy man hands.
0: Her hairy man hands. And, like, (laughs) in the beginning of the movie, like, there is a very masculine frame killing everybody. Like, you, because you see legs and shit and you're like, oh, this is kind of uh, odd. Um, What the hell was I going to say? I lost my train of thought.
1: We were talking about Betsy Palmer. We were talking about the fact that she I just is, miss she, is she Betsy better Palmer. than Jason.
0: She, I don't think she's better than Jason. I think she was a more compelling villain in terms of story. I think in terms of it being a slasher, obviously everyone wants Jason. And as the franchise goes on, he definitely does get scarier because he gets bigger and better and more powerful. Yeah. In this movie, I think having like what looks like a redneck with a sack on his head just like doesn't really... <laughs> I guess it doesn't really
1: affectionately known as condom head (laughs) Jason
0: he's magnum Uh, this is magnum Jason
1: but it's got a hole in it for the one eye
0: it's it's not effective it's a bad condom Uh, yeah I I don't know it's fine like I love that in this movie we finally get Jason I like that in the next one he's better
1: (laughs) yes the 3D
0: the three deepening. Yes. <laughs> the three D one actually is mm-hmm. when I think Jason starts to become scary.
1: Yeah, it's also when, of course, we get the the holo- the Halloween the hockey mask.
0: <laughs> the Halloween mask. <laughs> the, the, yeah, they made a, a <laughs> hockey mask out of William Shatner's face. Uh, yeah. We, no, but we, we
1: got the hockey mask in number three. How does he
0: find the hockey mask? Is it ever explained?
1: Um, Yeah, no. Uh, one of the characters, Shelly, has it with him, and he uses it to scare the girls, and he puts it down, and Jason just picks it up.
0: Mm. At some point. But um, Imagine being the person who thought, like, this is what we're doing from here on out. <laughs> and it, now it's iconic.
1: Yeah, no, you can't have Jason without the hockey mask.
0: And even you can't see a hockey mask without thinking of Jason, if you are a horror fan.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously, the design of hockey masks have changed greatly.
0: Well, <laughs> well yes, they have. <laughs> you know,
1: Jason's not walking around with a cage on his head. <laughs> but um,
0: <laughs> Like uh, that ghost in 13 Ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway. But anyway, <laughs> I, I do love that we finally get Jason. He is uh, obviously a beloved part of this series, and uh, I I do honestly love him. I think in this movie... He doesn't have the inventiveness that we tend to love him for in the later sequels. And that's fine because this is like, uh, it's a, you called it a prototypical slasher. And yeah. it really is. Like, he is a slasher killer in this movie as opposed to like the powerhouse supernatural zombie. Yeah, he's not, he's not an unstoppable
1: tank in this movie. Yeah,
0: Again, yeah.
1: kicked in the
0: nuts. <laughs> kicked in the but- nuts. <laughs> He feels more human.
1: Yeah, no, he feels a lot more human, which is one of the reasons I like this movie, but it does sort of decrease the abject terror factor.
0: Yeah, because, uh, and God forgive me, I can't remember his fucking name, Uh, Warrington Gillette, who plays um, Jason in this movie is not a very imposing figure, I guess. And that's part of, I think, why... Like, the costume choice for Jason, in my opinion, was a little wrong. And I get what they were going for. Like, I, I understand the design ideas behind it. I guess it just wasn't effective as a scary...
1: Yeah, no, he he kind of just looks like a redneck with a sack on his head.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I get that that is rooted in the fact that he is supposed to have been... He's living in the woods feral. for... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like a cat that no one's been feeding. But
1: he has running water in his murder shed. Because there's water in the toilet. In the toilet, I know. <laughs> so it's like Jason installed his own toilet in the murder shed he's and very hooked it up to the town sewer, apparently, unless he's got septic. Who knows?
0: Maybe he has septic or maybe it just drains into the lake.
1: Maybe. But either way, there has to be water coming in for it to do that. I, yeah, I'm not going to sit like, here and try I, and defend I, it. I know, It's not. <laughs>
0: In, in his little murder shack. <laughs> oh no, Jason's murder shack. I I really do... Uh, I love the fact that we get Jason in this movie. I, I I don't know if his kills are as thrilling to me. Some of them, I will say, some of them are very good. Yes. And the attack sequence... Like, there's one kill in this movie that is probably legendary in this franchise. Yes. And that is the spear. Yes, the double impalement. The double is impalement.
1: is Some of Jason's best work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was the beginning of his creativity.
1: Yes, you know, he was trying things out.
0: He was a bit like Alice in that way because one of the things I noted when I when we were watching the movie is that in the first 15 minutes when, you know, Alice Casey Becker is mm. in her house and she's like talking to her mom on the phone then she walks into the kitchen and there's all these like these like bizarre paintings that she's done that are like self portraits of her as like ziggy stardust and i'm like where <laughs> what is this <laughs> she's just she's been doing a therapy through painting program
1: i mean they do establish in the first one that she's good at drawing so i think it was to, yeah it was supposed to be an extension of that because she does um she does like portraits of a bunch of the other counselors that
0: so she's just me. been painting herself over and over again since <laughs> since 13th one. working through her one. trauma <laughs> I think that's a stretch. Uh, I, w- I I wish that when I danced, I could stretch that far. <laughs> that's that's how I feel about that. Um, what do you have a favorite kill in this movie? I know I'm asking a lot of you.
1: Oh God. Um. I think my favorite kill is Mark,
0: just because. Really? I,
1: yeah. I. I think the, the shot of him rolling down the stairs is actually really scary.
0: It is very creepy.
1: Um, although the lead up to the kill makes absolutely no sense because we're like, we're shooting the camera over <laughs> Mark's shoulder and there's nothing there. And he's staring directly ahead of him. Mm-hmm. And the machete hits from the front. It doesn't hit from the back. So either we should have been able to see Jason or he should have been able to see Jason. But either way, it Somebody. shouldn't have been a surprise.
0: Unless <laughs> so, like, Jason is a velociraptor.
1: He comes from the side. <laughs> That's where the attack
0: comes, not from the front, <laughs> but from the side.
1: <laughs> but it's just, there's, there's no way. Like, <laughs>
0: Mark dies. He's like, clever girl. <laughs> uh I will agree with that. I think Mark's death is probably one of the better ones. I do have to say, I think mine is probably the legendary spear one. Have That's you ever fair. watched um, Camp Crystal Lake Memories? Yes, I have. They talk about it on that for a, for a bit and how like...
1: Well, it's like a 13-hour documentary.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and it, it apparently was a very controversial um, a scene to shoot because there was a lot of like... Graphic violence that was cut, and obviously, it was in the middle of a sex scene, so there was yeah. nudity. And this was 1981, so yeah. it, it this all of this was relatively new. So,
1: Friday the 13th always had a hard time with the censors. Always,
0: I can't imagine why. Were, <laughs> Two people cutting, fucking and getting impaled,
1: cutting like 30 minutes out of every movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they wrote every movie at four and a half hours long. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will say, I, I that is the one when. Like, when I think of us watching this as kids, and yes, we fucking did. Yes. Um, When I think of us watching this as small children, that scene is the one that, like, fucked me up.
1: Especially since she sees it coming.
0: She knows. And it's like, oh, fuck. Like, what is she going to do? Yeah. She's got this fat bastard on her. Like, he's just, he's just lay. And that's the thing. They're done at that point. They're cuddling. Yeah. He's, and he's laying on her like, like a log. He's like, and you're trapped. He put her in love jail. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> and it did not end well for her.
0: No, Nor him. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, I, I do love that scene, though. It is very scary to me and uh kind of gruesome there's something about the idea of like impalement that I, not that i think i it's unique to me but it really <laughs> freaks me out
1: yeah no i mean i can see how that would be <laughs> you
0: know, do you ever but... look at like that like medieval artwork when they're showing like what when it's like artwork of like vlad the impaler and it's like yeah whoa.
1: yeah no it's it's one of those things where like I went through a phase where I read a lot about, like, the history of execution. And there are some truly horrible, like, bizarre ways to kill human beings.
0: Uh, That have been actually used.
1: That have been actually used, and (laughs) dear God.
0: Dear God. Um,
1: (laughs) But, like, no, impalement is, is always, for some reason, it's a very visceral reaction to it. But, um... The funny thing is, the way he speared them, unless he pulled the spear out again, they wouldn't die immediately.
0: No, so they would not.
1: We we missed the part where he pulls the spear out.
0: <laughs> yeah, because uh, it, this is actually kind of a good bit of first aid for anyone who is listening. <laughs> if you are ever intentionally or not intentionally stabbed uh, do not pull the item out before going to the no, hospital no it could
1: be staunching your blood flow
0: yeah it ba- basically the presence of the object in your body is stopping you, or You're not stopping but it is at slowing the very least in. slowing the the bleeding. So if you are, if you ever accidentally hurt yourself where there's an object embedded in you, <laughs> yeah. leave it there until a medical professional can help you with it, because uh, that is what what is Sam what Sam is referring to the fact that it would have been a very slow bleed out for them yeah. to have remained there dying that way. <laughs> so, uh, and we know for a fact that it, they were not there long. So he no. had to have pulled it out, especially because he had to get in bed with them.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: To do his little, his little teehee scare moment. <laughs> <laughs> teehee! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jason, Jason is a bit theatrical in this one. And I, I he do is. like that about him. I like that he is a bit He's theatrical. always had a
1: flair for the dramatic. It's... <laughs>
0: He's this Mrs. Mears. Is,
1: this is something that it's he's had since the beginning.
0: He does like he does like drama. I, I will say he's not the only one in this movie. No. Uh what's his name? Ted? Yeah. The, the geeky one. Yeah, Ted. He's very dramatic. And I have to say, I like Ted.
1: Yeah, no, Ted is one of the more likable characters in any Friday the 13th movie. Because he's the trickster guy, but he's not so obnoxious that you hate him.
0: He's not obnoxious almost at all. Like There's something about the actor, and God forgive me, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, I think Stu Charno. How do you know that?
1: I was on IMDb today.
0: (laughs) I was on IMDb too, and I don't remember his fucking name. (laughs) But I really liked this actor. I thought he did a very good job of playing Ted because he was very much a trickster. Like he was very, he was always like fucking with his friends, but he like. You could tell that, like, every time he did something, they'd all, like, start laughing about it. And he had this, like, kind of charming smile. That's why I'm glad he doesn't die.
1: Yeah, and it is weird that he doesn't die.
0: (laughs) Because for all intents and purposes, he should be long fucking gone.
1: He's a geek. He's the trickster guy. Mm -hmm. He gets
0: totally drunk. Oh, yeah. Wasted. I don't think he ever went back to the camp.
1: I don't think he did either. (laughs) I don't think he made it. I think he fell asleep in that bar.
0: Probably. Or the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I like Ted. I'm glad that he survived. I wish we saw the return of Ted, if I'm being honest. <laughs> because I like, I did. I liked him a lot. I, I, he was the trickster, and I liked that element of him. Especially because, like, even in the beginning when he, like, has his friends, car toads, Sandra, and mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? Jeff? Jeff. Yeah. Sandra and Jeff, they he has their car towed and like they think their car is actually being towed. And my only note for this moment in the movie was that uh I, I was like, wow, this is the only town with meter maids faster than Philly. <laughs> I was like <laughs> I was like, they were out of the car for literally like a second. Yeah. A second. And the and the tow truck pulled right up. I was like, this is this is like PTSD for me. <laughs> um yeah, I I I like that Ted fucks with his friends in a very kind of play. He was like the OG Randy. Yep. And uh, he
1: does set the precedent. He bit. does. Although he doesn't get hurt at all. Randy, at least, Randy gets shot. Randy
0: does get shot. Randy does get shot in the first one. And then in the second one. Uh, Unfortunately.
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, we say goodbye to Randy.
0: Ciao. Yeah. <laughs> Ciao. <laughs> uh, yeah we unfortunately do have to say goodbye to Randy in the second one I will say I kind of like Ted better than Randy I like Randy no, don't get me you. wrong I love Randy as much as anybody in that movie but I kind of like Ted better I think he's a more endearing mm-hmm. goof
1: yeah he's kind of charming
0: he is charming way. and like silly like I could see myself having been friends with him in high school yeah that's fair you know what I mean mm-hmm. um I, when, uh, we were talking before about the fact that you you had called this like the prototypical slasher. Mm-hmm. In that this was kind of early on. A- at this point, Halloween and uh, Friday the 13th were like the two slasher movies that kind of set the precedent for the 80s. They set all the rules, even though they had borrowed elements from a lot of other movies. Yeah. They were the two that were kind of like... This is the model everybody copy. Yeah. Um, do you do you think that this is as prototypical as Halloween?
1: I think it's. I think what it is is it's the perfect template.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like when you see things like April Fool's Day, when you see things like Final Exam, <laughs> you like. And I have watched Final Exam, and the only thing I'm going to tell you about the film Final Exam is that there is a character named
0: Radish. Radish.
1: Radish, <laughs> but yeah, no. So that's final exam. Um, <laughs> but like slumber party massacre, like like mm-hmm. when when you watch these movies, a lot of the Even... rules that we talk about in Scream, a lot of sort of the tropes of this genre come directly from Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, Halloween and Black Christmas. It's mm-hmm. those three movies. A lot of a lot of what we call slasher movies comes from those three. And
0: Halloween Part 2.
1: Halloween Part 2 did Because well.
0: Halloween Part 2 actually came out the same year. It was
1: 1981.
0: Yes. Wait, was it? I'm pretty sure it was 81, which is strange to me because Halloween was 78. I'm surprised it took them three years to do a sequel. Hold on. I'm like next to positive that uh, Halloween Part 2 was 1981. And it yeah, seems. It, was it seems. But doesn't that seem strange to you?
1: Not really, because like Halloween made a lot of money, as I recall.
0: But that's what I'm saying. I'm surprised it took so long to get a sequel.
1: I think some of that was John Carpenter didn't want to do a sequel,
0: or that's hadn't true. planned a sequel. That's true. I do remember that so, being kind of an issue.
1: So I think that is probably largely the delay mm. but on um, friday the 13th it was like oh it made some money great crap out another one <laughs> yeah it was like, uh, <laughs> like... this
0: came out in 1981 <laughs> part three came out in 1982 Yeah, <laughs> part four came out in 1983 it was like <laughs> they were like we're just gonna crank these motherfuckers out um do you have because i i know that i do do you have a scene in this that is your favorite? Whether it is a scare, whether it is a dialogue scene, is there some is there a part of this movie where you're like, this is this is my moment. I love this.
1: <laughs> it's it's actually the Tom and Jerry moment. Is it? Is is, is, is I think my favorite scene in the entire movie because <laughs> I have never, ever in another film seen the final girl pee herself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, <I know. laughs> and, and it's the thing that like makes him turn around when he's leaving. Yeah. He's like, huh? huh? <laughs> that <laughs> is pee. She literally <laughs> peed herself under the bed because a rat comes by. And uh, my only note for that moment in the movie was uh, "I in like quotations, I was like, why did I wear my cheese perfume today? <laughs> She's, she had like a Moira Rose mo- moment. <laughs> Um. yeah it is a very strange moment
1: no but uh, Jason climbs up on a chair and is waiting there with the pitchfork for her to come out and as soon as she <laughs> crawls out the chair collapses as he's trying to <laughs> and like he completely misses her she she starts trying to run she falls down like- I know it's like noises
0: <laughs> off it's bizarre <laughs>
1: It's like slapsticky,
0: but then <laughs> you she, wanted the <laughs> Benny Hill theme to be playing. But then Burr, she grabs the chainsaw, run, run, run. And he's
1: like backing away, all scared with his arm to defend himself, and it's like this is why I love Amy Steele particularly mm-hmm. is like
0: in no Jason. in
1: no other Friday the Thirteenth movie will someone scare Jason Voorhees.
0: That's not true.
1: Freddy versus
0: Jason. Freddy versus Jason is the one I was going to say.
1: Yeah, but that was such a stupid moment in that movie.
0: <laughs> I kind of liked it. It kind of made Jason, uh, like, strangely likable.
1: I know, but that's why I don't like it. It's because, like, you you set it up as, like, Freddie's the villain of this film, and Jason's just kind of here.
0: But I don't think so. He's kind of like the anti-villain. Or uh, anti-hero, I mean.
1: That's what he ends up being, but that's not what Jason is supposed to be.
0: It's not. But when you think about the mythology of Jason, and again, that's kind of addressed in this movie as well, Jason is Jason because he was done so wrong. Like, if if Jason hadn't been allowed to die by the counselors who were fucking and not paying attention, Jason wouldn't be a villain. He would have just been a a differently abled kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I kind of like that they took this part of Jason and made it a little more intricate. Because it didn't make him a hero. He's certainly not a hero. No. Uh, obviously, because you you then again have that moment with like Kelly Rowland. Yes. Uh, he is not by any means a hero, but it does give him a good reason to kind of come back at Freddy. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: No, I know. <laughs>
0: but like, I'm sorry, I threw a th- wrench in your hatred th- th- of that movie. <laughs> one of the
1: things I don't like about Freddy versus Jason. Is Jason is just kind of wandering around killing people for no mm-hmm. reason. Like Jason is very, Jason's parameters are very clear. Don't come near my lake, and don't take me to New York City, and definitely, <laughs> and definitely don't take me to space.
0: Like <laughs> Jason is basically from Wisconsin. Yeah,
1: he's like this is my lake. If you come near the lake, I'm gonna kill you. If you yeah. send me to Manhattan or to space, I'm also gonna kill you. But other than that, I'm gonna leave everybody the fuck alone. I just want, I just want my lake. In Freddy versus Jason, it's like they remove him from the lake, and he's just kind of like, "Okay, I'm just gonna go c- kill a bunch of people." I but guess, he like he's wandering a, around, he
0: is kind of a mindless. He's like a great white shark of the land. <laughs> he's just he, he eats <laughs> and he sleeps and he kills people,
1: <laughs> and apparently goes to the bathroom.
0: <laughs> yeah, with with running with water. Running water
1: in his <laughs> no, I, I I see it. I just I. I didn't like Freddy versus Jason, I thought, because, A, I thought Freddy got a lot of time that Freddy didn't necessarily need to have.
0: I mean, that's fair.
1: And I didn't like the fact that Jason was sort of, he was reduced to, like, a weapon of the heroes. <laughs> it, was like, mm. it was like, okay. And the villains. Yeah, no, like, both of them He was never were, his own. You, he didn't have any agency. In that yeah,
0: game. he had no autonomy.
1: Whereas in every other film, it's like Jason is an unstoppable force who wants one thing, which is you dead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is true. <laughs> and speaking of that, leads me to uh, my favorite part of this this movie. My first consideration was the end when uh, uh, Ginny is in is in the sweater is in the sweater and she's doing the whole Jason mo- mother, mother is talking, talking to you and the whole he does the whole like RCA, RCA dog, dog the who <laughs> the what he's like <laughs> he turns into like Mary from Hocus Pocus he's like i i hear my mother but i don't see my mother I, i've lost my powers <laughs> um that was my first consideration but upon relooking it relooking at it i think my favorite moment is when Ginny and Paul kind of have their first interaction oh, with yeah. Jason, <laughs> because it's so like bizarrely comical. First of all, they go upstairs, Ginny finds like the bed where uh everyone had, had been killed. What's her name? Uh, Sandra and Jeff Sandra died and there. Jeff, yeah. But th- who was the other girl um, who found Vicky. them? Vicky. <laughs>
1: Vicky, whose whose death is one of my favorite ones, because it's essentially <laughs> the Austin Powers on the steamroller sequence. Because he's standing there with the butcher knife, and the POV is just his hand with the butcher knife, and he's just walking very slowly. Her. <laughs> and she's pressed up against the wall, like screaming, but not moving at all. Like I making know. no attempt to escape whatsoever. Not
0: one. Uh, and and the best part about it is that she, like, you can see her doing the like the Will Ferrell from Austin Powers, the <laughs> yes. like, no. And she reminded me a bit of the girl in Friday one Mm -hmm. who gets hit with the ax. Oh, in the shower, in the shower. When she, when she like turns around and Mrs. Voorhees is standing there with an ax. And instead of like literally doing anything, she just like, she just like makes this face like, Oh no. (laughs) And she just like starts crying. She's like, ah, and then she like gets hit in the face with a fucking (laughs) ax. But I love that moment when, when, Paul and Ginny find the bed because earlier in the movie he had been been giving these like weird rules for avoiding bears Yeah, and it's like they find the bed and one of the rules he had given was uh, and I just imagine him saying it when he found the bed too he's like and ladies if you're menstruating please clean yourself and so he's like I just imagine him finding the bed and being like I told you (laughs) I told you to clean the beds. Uh, that was my favorite. Cause then they go downstairs and <laughs> Ginny is like, "Paul, there's somebody here in this room." And she's like, all of a sudden she's fucking Zelda Rubenstein, and and, and Paul's like, "What?" <laughs> and then, Paul,
1: there's someone in this fucking room. And it's
0: like Jason is just like crawling out of the shadows, and it's like, guys, <laughs> get it together here. There's, there's and He's
1: like tiptoeing too. He's just like,
0: he's <laughs> like Tiny Tim. Oh, <laughs> Jason comes out with a ukulele. <laughs> You're like, no, Jason, this is not who you are. No, bad. <laughs> bad, Jason. Stop it. Um. So I have I have kind of an interesting question for you because this okay. is one I have a hard time answering. Okay. Do you think part two is as good as part one?
1: I think I hold them to different standards.
0: <laughs> I, think I, that's I think diplomatic. I
1: think um no, because part one is the only one that's trying to be a film.
0: It really like, is. Like
1: <laughs> all of the others are just their carnage candy. Yeah. So like part two I love as much as the first one, but it's because okay, now we've gotten to Slapstick Jason like bashing people's heads into the sides of trailers and <laughs> crushing them in n- liquid nitrogen and like just so much fun shit is coming because of part two <laughs> that it's like it's one of my favorite movies because it it kicks off that whole weird roller coaster that happens after afterward. That's fair, but yeah, no, it's not as good a movie as Friday the Thirteenth
0: because that's what I was gonna say. It's like I. I like part two. Obviously, I think it's a, a good movie. I like it for the fact that we finally get Jason. I do think that the kills are fun. And you get you get like stupid shit. You get um you get the brown satin panties. Yeah, the brown
1: satin which panties. Which we have not talked about. We yet. haven't talked about and, and we brown should. satin panties.
0: I was like, I was like, what fucking <laughs> store is like we want sexy lingerie? I know. Brown. <laughs> and and like not even like she wore the brown thing, <laughs> not even like beige it was like shit brown it really was it was they were they were more disgustingly colored than Jason's murder cabin toilet yeah i was like i was like i would expect <laughs> to find these in the murder cabin toilet i, I just can't ima- have you I, I don't shop for women's underwear <laughs>
1: um Funnily enough, I don't either. I wear boxers. <laughs> Do you? Yes. <laughs> Just in case anyone out there needed to know that.
0: I know. You, I'm sure you were all wondering. Yes. Um, and I don't... I wear shapewear under my uh, drag. So mm-hmm. it's like, I don't... You never see my underwear, so I don't wear underwear. Uh, there's no reason for me to have ever gone looking for brown satin panties. Right. But to to be fair, I don't think... There's a reason for anyone to ever go looking for brown satin (laughs) panties. Uh, Is like, what a strange color. I know that this was like fresh off the 70s, but like. Where there
1: was a lot of brown and like that mustard yellow color.
0: Brown and mustard yellow, where like everything looked like it was an old photograph, even at the time. Like this is a very contemporary (laughs) photo, but it looks like it's 80 years old. I just don't understand what the. I don't understand what the impetus was for that costume choice.
1: I I don't know. To be perfectly honest with you, I I feel like considering it's Friday the thirteenth, they probably just told her to bring her nicest pair of panties.
0: And she had brown. <laughs> that, that's that's if, what I think. If you went to a woman's house and she had costume, brown I, panties, I don't think. Wouldn't you like department? pinch your nose and walk home? <laughs> I'd be like, absolutely not. If I went to a man's house and he and he took off his pants and he had brown. <laughs> panties on, (laughs) I'd be like we are done, sir. (laughs) I I said good day. (laughs) You don't wear brown underwear. Do you know who wears brown underwear? People who have something to hide. (laughs) That's the only person who wears brown underwear. Maybe Jason. (laughs) If Jason had been wearing brown silky panties, I'd be like, understood. There's a part of me that's
1: like he stole a toilet, so he must be stealing underwear, right? <laughs> Please don't tell me that Jason's running around commando. Like- <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> I kind of hope he is. <laughs> um. So I have one more. I have one more thing to address before okay. we before we call this a. Uh, before we call this movie done and done. There. Uh, my my last note of this of this entire movie was surprise muffins. <laughs> and that is because Jason never killed the dog like we thought he did. No. I don't know what the fuck those two found in the woods then.
1: Yeah, I don't know either cuz it sure as hell looked like that little shih tzu
0: torn to fucking shit. Yeah. Um and then we get the infamous Jason scare. Yes. Where he comes through the window. <laughs> Do you like the ending of this movie?
1: I do like the ending of this movie. I like the fact that it's kind of ambiguous whether that happened at all. It's kind of ambiguous. Is it never whether, addressed in it's, three? It's never addressed in three. We don't know if Paul is alive. Hmm. Like,
0: Are we supposed to assume that she dies?
1: Um, Amy Steele does not die as far as we're aware. Because if nothing else, like her only injury is still to her leg. At yeah, least, but so she gets grabbed. Way. She does get grabbed, but my understanding is that she lives... We just don't know what happened to Paul.
0: That seems a bit backwards. <laughs> she gets Doesn't grabbed it? by Jason <laughs> and dragged out of window. But that's
1: but that's why I'm saying it's a little ambiguous as to whether or not that actually happened
0: or not. Okay. Or if
1: it was some kind of delusion.
0: Uh, yeah, seems a bit strange. I I would say Paul might have survived, but uh i've i've always jenny is a, is a bit fucked
1: I, i've always kind of assumed that paul did survive which is one of the reasons why this is kind of a weird movie because like more people live than you would think live
0: yeah we have ted we have probably paul probably we have paul, maybe we have... Ginny. yeah who, who am i missing is that all still
1: of them? three is a lot
0: for I mean, a Friday I the Thirteenth, I Yeah, I would have thought that. I mean, we we said this before, but I would have thought Ted was just a fucking goner.
1: Oh yeah, no, Ted by all rights should have been dead.
0: <laughs> you take one look at him and you're like, sorry, bud, <laughs> this is not good. this is gonna it's be a like, short weekend. Sorry,
1: Ichabod, this is this is not for he you. He does.
0: Oh, he would have been a good Ichabod. I wonder <laughs> if that actor ever played Ichabod Crane. I don't know. Huh? If, if Jeff TV. Goldblum can do it. <laughs> Why not Stuart (laughs) no.
1: What was his name? Stu Charno.
0: Stu Charno. Stuart Charno. Is he still around? I don't know. I wonder what he's up to these days. I wonder if he's too old to play Ichabod Crane. (laughs) How old do you think he would be right now? I
1: mean, if he was in his, like, 20s in 1981, then he's in his, like, 60s now.
0: On IMDb, it says that he was born September 29th. Happy belated birthday, Mr. Charno. Uh, 1956 in Queens, New York.
1: So yeah, he's in his 60s.
0: He's 64. Yep. Freshly. (laughs) Yes. He's 64. Probably too old for Ichabod Crane.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, that's sad. It is sad. He would have been a good... That was a great casting moment. (laughs) Oh, thank you. You've got an eye, Sam Baxter. (laughs) I will agree. I do like the ending of this movie. I think that it is. Uh, it's it has a good final scare. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny because obviously then we have that moment with Randy where he's like, be careful. This is the moment where the killer comes back for one final scare. Uh, and that's what we get in this moment. The yeah. beginning of the final scare. Because the first one didn't have. Oh, yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> it had Jason. <laughs> um yeah, Michael didn't have a final scare.
1: No, Michael doesn't usually get one.
0: He usually doesn't, yeah. He usually just disappears. It's like yeah. the the final scare is, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the final scare is there's just a Michael imprint on something.
1: <laughs> no, he gets shot or he gets blown up or something like that, and then he just steps <laughs> up.
0: <laughs> Stands up and walks away. <laughs> I don't know why that took on me so much. Uh Yeah, Michael does have a tendency to just <laughs> fuck off.
1: Yeah, Jason's like, I'm going to get you one more time.
0: <laughs> and Michael is like, I'm going to get a McFlurry. <laughs> He's just like, I'm out of here. No, shant. Shant. Um, so that's it for Friday the 13th, part two. Did yeah. we forget anything? Did I miss anything? Hold on. I can't think of anything I, I, I didn't bring up. We talked about all the the amazing kills. We talked about uh, Jason and and Betsy Palmer and Alice getting screwed in the head. <laughs> Her being Ziggy Stardust for a minute. And we definitely got we got the brown panties. I can't yeah. think of anything we missed. No, I think we got it. That's all. And muffins. You know, if you think about it, four people survive. That's true. Muffin, muffin muffin the Shih Tzu survives. Muffin the Shih Tzu. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like. It sounds like what she did in those brown panties. Oh god. She muffined the the shit out of those panties. <laughs> I have a feeling brown panties is joining the ranks of six times and oh, it's coming. Brown <laughs> satin panties. Brown satin panties. It's coming. <laughs> That's it for, uh, I almost said Halloween Part 2. That's it for Friday the 13th Part 2, kids. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If we missed anything, please let us know. We uh, would love for you to reach us with any of your questions, comments, or concerns. You can find us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and you can find us on Patreon. Please remember that we do have minisodes and all kinds of other uh, exclusive content coming out on patreon all the fucking time you can find us at patreon.com slash my spooky gay family and there are many different tiers for uh for people who are interested in not only supporting the pod but also getting some really fun exclusive content like sleepovers and watch alongs and we've been known to do some giveaways and we're gonna be uh answering listener questions from patreon on the episodes. so definitely check them out check us out on patreon and uh That's it for Friday the 13th. So until next time, stay spoopy and remember. Now come to mommy. Come on. Come on. Mommy Mommy has a reward for you.
1: Jason, mother is talking to you.
0: Jason, mother is talking to you. My Spooky Gay Family features music by Nate Walker, artwork by David Alon, and this episode contains clips from Friday the 13th, Part 2, distributed by Paramount Pictures 1981. Please subscribe on iTunes, leave us a nice message, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon. My Spooky Gay Family is a product of Barbara Duel Productions.